Welcome to Sports and a Slice of Life. And now, here's your host, Dave Lewis. I love the story of Perseverance. God has been through the wars. He waited his turn. He bided his time. Vernon Glenn, KPIX, sports director. You see the little ticker at the bottom I've got for you? I see that. You know, I don't deserve this kind of production value. Wow. I spent all day doing this just for you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, much appreciated. Much, much appreciated. Hey, Vern, you were known as a Mr. Involvement for a lot of years. I met you back in the early 90s, mm-hmm. going back doing old school radio, KSOL and Wild 107. And uh, you were falling off of horses and, and doing that stuff to make your name. Hey, did you think when you first moved out here from Virginia that you'd be in this market this long? And then would it take so long to become a sports director? No, I really didn't. I, uh, I I initially came out here with a three-year contract and a three-year plan from Baltimore, where I was with the CBS affiliate there. And it's a, it's an interesting story. My agent at the time said, uh, hey, kid, he could call me kid. Hey, 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 hey kid, I've, uh, I've, I've, I've placed a lot of my clients in the KRON newsroom. And just for fun, I showed them some of your stuff and they liked you. I think they're going to make an offer. Boom. Beginning in 1990, they made an offer. I accepted. And then by late January, I was out here working in this big market with 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 major league teams. And and just but but I always thought, well, I'll just see what this whole left coast thing is all about. And I'll just soak up my and I'll head back to the eastern seaboard where I'm from to Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., something like that. And my first Christmas, I was living in San Francisco, Christmas Day. It was one of those days in San Francisco, 70 degrees, blue skies. I'm walking up and down Fillmore Street where I live in shorts and a T-shirt. And I said, hmm, I could get used to this. And in those days, it never rained. We were in a drought. So every day was just beautiful. And so there it is. I hung around. I re-signed. I re-signed again. Next thing I know, I got... 23 years in at Cron, and you know the business. People work places, and then they move somewhere else, but it's really kind of a close-knit business. And so my news director at Cron had moved on to KPIX, and then he gets a hold of me and says, hey, let's let's have a cup of coffee. And then that led to lunch with a general manager, and then that led to uh, how about coming across the street and doing for us what you're doing for Cron? Because the, the digital age was coming, and the, the the theory of the one man band crew was was just beginning. And I was I was the first sports one man band in the San Francisco market, and so they saw what it was doing, and, and they wanted to turn their trend to that. And now all the stations have one man band crews. Now, what you just described, it wasn't overnight. We're talking thirty years. Yeah, more than that, right? Yeah, 33 years in this market. 33 years and counting. I got many more uh, miles to go for you, Vern. So congratulations on that run. Hey, when you mentioned the the one-man band thing, because I talked to you about it when you first started it, because you're trying to get a little side hustle going for you. Did you think that that ultimately would be something that would pave the way for your TV career? Or was it just money at the time? Do you think it would help you in TV? Did you think ultimately like learning how to do all this stuff is going to make me more marketable as a television guy? Yeah, certainly having that kind of skill set certainly, certainly helps, especially for the kids that are coming in today. You need, you need to have that. 
in 2005, I really didn't have much of a choice. Kron was in bankruptcy under new ownership and things were struggling and we had a staff meeting and management said, look, we're going to do this one man band, this VJ system. Cameramen, you're going to be reporters. Reporters, you're going to be cameramen and you're going to have to learn how to shoot and be a storyteller, basically. And it wasn't for everybody. We lost a lot of people that said, oh, no, I'm not going to do this. I would never pick up a camera. Yeah, but um, but I, I had to embrace it. I mean, I mean, look, it's 2005. I got. I got three young kids. I got I, I, I got a house that that, that that I just got in Marin. And so I, I had to keep working. And so I really didn't have much of a choice. So I, I, I had to I had to embrace it and accept it. And I'm, and I'm glad that I did. I was going to ask you about that advice to give to a young broadcaster, because I get people calling all the time about how to do it, what to do. Yep. But you just described really a formula for making yourself valuable. It is. I mean, gone are the days of just just showing up, standing in front of a camera, putting your little your, your earpiece in so you can hear the control room, and then just opening your mouth and just flipping your lips. No, no, no. You got to be the shooter. You got to be the producer. You got to be the talent. You've got to be the, the the writer. You you have to do it all and 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 be able to tell a story and flip it to go on the air. You don't have hours to, to, to put it together. You got to, you got to put it together and turn it around. So those, those, that, those that can do, do, and those that can't NFL, not for long. Yeah. Speaking of a guy that could, could perform, you worked with Gary Radnich all those years and he was amazing. In fact, I would say arguably over the last 30, 40 years, maybe, you know, the most popular or influential TV personality in the market. Well, he was the dominant sports presence in the Bay Area at that time. And I would safe to say he's probably the last of the 800-pound gorillas that the, that they can kind of throw their weight around the newsroom. I mean, he was highly compensated. He was the reason to watch Cron at the time and, and, and was well-respected in the market. I mean, he, he was the man. And... I've been fortunate throughout my career and every market I've worked in to work alongside the, the, the dominant presence in that particular market, whether it was Richmond, Virginia, Baltimore, Maryland, San Francisco. And so uh, lashing onto him gave me instant credibility and and Gary protected me in a lot of ways. Uh, it, it, he, he was one of those guys, you know, kind of like an older brother. Yeah, he can pick on you, but nobody else can. And uh, and, and and Gary was there was that way. And even to this day, I have never made a major career decision without talking to him first. How about that? That's huge. Yeah. I have a quick Gary story to tell you because he did color commentary for the West Coast Conference for little Bay TV back in the day. Mm -hmm. So he did a game at Santa Clara. And I said, I'm going to try to interview Gary Radnich. Oh, man. So I was there at five o'clock preparing to do the game. He, it's uh seven o'clock tip off. They're playing Portland. He walked into the gym at six 45. Yeah. For a seven o'clock game. Yeah. That's him. And, that's uh, him. I said, Hey Gary, I know you're busy. You know, maybe halftime, you know, I could trouble you for five minutes, do an interview on our little Santa Clara broadcast. And he looks at his watch. He says, well, can we record something right now? Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> so so he, he comes over and I was so nervous because I'm talking to the biggest guy in the market with my little scripted questions. 
Right. He's listening to me way better than I was listening to him. And he's flirting with his mom and dad right behind me. The producer's right. waving at him. Dennis is flipping out, saying, come on, come on. So we do our interview in like four or five minutes. He takes off his earpiece, walks over, puts in his IFB, nods to the producer, and they're on. And he just does yeah. it. Yeah, that's him. That's him. Like a Vegas performer. Yeah. Shows up at the last minute, performs, and as soon as he's off, leaves. Yeah. That's that 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 that's him. I I I'm just even to even to this day, I'm just amazed how he was able to do that. But he was prepared and he he was there to give a show and he put on a show. And there's something that he said when I first started that just resonated with me, even today. He's he says, Hey, yeah, you, you want to make a, a niche in this market, you 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 want to be a presence in this market, you do something where you can just walk up to somebody and go. Name something he either said or did that you remembered. And if and if they rattle off stuff, then you've done your job. And yeah. so and so when I when I came up with the whole reporter involvement type thing and he came up with a tag, Mr. Involvement, that just kind of stuck because uh, not not everybody was doing that kind of stuff. Oh, gosh, geez, man, that oh, oh, the back pain on that bicycle attempt. And this right here, <laughs> Jeff Ulbrich, that's the hardest I've ever been hit in my life, in my life. And and when I came to, I was just thinking, wow, this happened 60, 65 plays a game. And Ulbrich, he was a bull rush linebacker. And even after that, I would do events. When Ulbrich would show up, I would just automatically flinch when I saw him in the ballroom. How much did that hurt? I mean, you're not acting right there on camera. No, that hurt. That, that hurt. I mean, I, I'd never I've never been hit like that ever. I mean, that was it was like a it was like a car hitting me. Oh, here I am as a rodeo clown. And when the bull got close, I, I I didn't take any chances, so I ran off. And then here I am at Santa Clara doing a story on getting hit by a pitch. A guy named Lou Donati had just set the NCAA record for being hit by a pitch with the Broncos, so I wanted to see what that was like. And the story behind that one, I shot that story, <laughs> came back, put the tapes away. The tapes were erased, and I had to go back and do it all over again. And then this is 1991. Keith Gilbertson was the Cal head coach, put the ball on the 10, played scout offense against number one defense. And then here's a second attempt at a bungee jump in Angels camp off a bridge. I just couldn't let go. Look, sixth attempt. And then I finally let go. Once you let go, there's nothing you can do but oh scream. And that's what I did. Were so people, some... people saw that and people, it, it just, it was relatable because I was just the regular guy that would get off the couch and try these things. Here I am with the A's trying to catch a knuckleballer and Ray Fossey had just told me to go in the clubhouse and put a cup on, and I'm glad he did. And then <laughs> there I am trying to be a bull rush yeah. lineman with the 49ers. Derek Deese and Kevin Gogan <laughs> threw me into the rehabilitation pool. So uh, pe people saw that. I mean, people thought that was just hilarious, and um, and uh, and that's that's how I created a a a, a niche uh, where 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 I was just doing something that nobody else was doing. But that's what you had to do at the time to, to to really kind of make yourself known in this market other than just staring at the prompter and going, you know, seven to two, five to four, 121, 115. You had, you had to bring something different. You had to be different than anybody else. Well, I remember you were at the Bay Area Panthers training camp and you brought those videos and you're showing the players and the coaches. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious. I mean, they're yeah. loving this. This one's 15 years old, 20, and uh, it still rings true to this day. I can remember going at the then San Jose Sabercats down in Campbell and uh, they threw, threw a uniform on me and I was, I was trying to catch balls off the net to try to try and return it. I mean, that's, 
Harder than it looks. Definitely harder than it looks. Do you have any, Vern, I know I asked you on the drive-in, any that stands out in your mind, favorites? And you couldn't, but what about one maybe you were afraid to do, the one that you were most fearful of? Because I think of that bungee jumping. And that well, the bungee jump, I think, I think everybody everybody can relate to the fear of, of letting go of a perfectly good bridge. Hello, really? And um, so so people bring that up. People bring up the 49er one because, you know, it's, it's the 49ers. It's the team that drives the bus in this market. So so those two things are big. But every now and then something will pop up that the, the people will bring up, like uh, crashing to the wall, trying to do motocross, having never ridden a motorcycle before. In fact, I, I cracked a bone in my elbow in that collision, and that cost me a tryout with the American Gladiators the next week. You were not trying. Get out of here. Would that be a Mr. Involvement thing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Now, what yeah. about the one that you were most injured doing? Uh, well, I mean, I cracked the bone in the elbow there. A uh, couple of concussions, both at Cal and the 49ers. Um, somewhere I was just really just jacked up. I mean, I think that's I think that's the most I think that's the roughest, you know, things have been for me. I, I, I can remember Ringling Brothers came up one time and they wanted to see if I was interested in being shot out of a cannon into a net and then the lawyers came and went no no we can't no we're not gonna no we're not gonna have Vern do that but Just too, much, do. <laughs> <laughs> too much of a too much of a liability what else was on there uh, um I remember that uh there, there was a thought of of sending me down to Pamplona for the running of the bulls and that and that and that that didn't work that, that didn't work out hey but there's been a lot of them how did you get to have such athletic kids? I met your son. You went to a Stanford basketball game and you brought him there. They're playing uh, USC and it was OJ Mayo. So we're really dating ourselves. We're going way back wow. there. And you had a little kid with you. And But you ended up raising like a stud athlete, swimmer, big, strong. Uh, you know, Not that you're not, but unbelievable athletes. And it, being a swim parent is hard. Yeah, it's my, it's, it, it's my wife's fault. Uh, all the height is on her side of the family. So once I was courting her and I met the the, the uncles and the grandfather, so I saw they're all at least six footers. I was like, oh, if I play my cards right, I get some tall kids out of this. And now I'm the runt of the family. But uh, they they kind of see, the kids kind of see my work ethic, uh, Nicole, my wife's work ethic. They kind of uh, sponge off of that. And then we, we just instilled them, hey, you know, you, you, you you, you want to try something, there's only one way to go. And and we, we had them play all these sports, and the one that two of the three really gravitated to was swimming. And then um, they stuck with it, fell in love with it, uh, had some success at it. And so the, the oldest one ended up going to uh, Redlands to swim. Uh, the middle one, who was about to graduate from USC, he was more of a baseball basketball kind of guy. In fact, he plays intramural stuff all the time, ref, refs games. And then the youngest one ended up uh, being a D1 swimmer at Cal Poly Slow. So uh, they, uh, yeah, they, they worked hard, they played hard and, and, and they've all, they've all had a degree of success, but, uh, but the root of it is the, the work ethic involved in all of it. Hey, what does it mean to you to have your family that's been with you on this journey like this um, you know, grinding away and Mr. Involvement and uh, the part-time guy yeah. to, uh, to finally make it because this business is not easy on families. No, it isn't. Your, your, your partner, whoever that might be, 
has to understand what they are signing up for. I mean, it. it uh, I spend more time with my producer and in that newsroom than a lot of times th- th- than I do at home. And because I primarily have worked the weekends for 36 of my 38 years, you, you miss out on a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot of family gatherings. Uh, we don't we don't have the traditional February ski week. We don't have the traditional two week summer vacation to spin the globe. We're going here. There's a you're, you're, you're dictated by what is going on and what season is is in play. And we have to work around that. And your, your partner ha- has to understand that. And, and a lot of times they don't. But uh, but but the good ones, the good ones hang in there. And, and, and I'm I'm really lucky that that I got a good one. Now, the boys, they see how much I grind every day. And so they 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 have no. No interest in doing what I do. None. They uh, <laughs> no, dad. No, we 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 want to we want to work Monday through Friday. We want to have our weekends. And so that's you know, that's fine. Yeah, congratulations on that. You are coming back from Sacramento. Mm-hmm. So you were there for game five, Golden yes. One Center, an electric atmosphere. Um, had you been there before for a basketball game? I had been there covering high school state championship games. But before game one, I had never been there for an NBA playoff game. And then there's people in that building that, 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 that weren't even born the last time the Kings were in a playoff game. And so – uh, to walk in there, to, to see the excitement. It had been 16 years since they had had a taste of this. And lo and behold, they faced their neighbors down I-80 and in, in, in the Warriors for the first time ever. They clash in the playoffs. So you had all that buildup. Uh, and so all the excitement and the cowbells ringing and the hooping and the hollering. And when, it, when they opened the doors and the fans crashed in, it looked like a Black Friday sale. I mean, they just they just came storming in, and it was loud. It was loud as heck. And um, and for them to win game one and then win game two, oh my gosh, it was just insufferable for them to light the beam, this big solid bloom beam that just comes right out of the roof. I mean, it's a pretty good gimmick. That, I mean, that 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 is pretty good. But in game five, it all came together for the Warriors. There was no lighting the beam that night at Golden One Center or the G1C, if you want to be cool. And um, Warriors, they, they took it on the chin that first quarter, but they were still only down three. But despite the Kings hitting, what, eight of 12 from three, second quarter, no threes. Warriors led at the half. Third quarter, they brought Gary Payton, put him on Fox, and they still couldn't hit any threes. They went through a stretch, Dave, where they missed 16 of 17 threes the west, rest of the way. And the only reason why it was that close is because the Warriors got foul happy and they put the Kings on the line. They would just get a little bit closer. Plus they would get possession because it was the reach in foul. And, and so they were able to make a game of it toward the end. But in that fourth quarter, this is the one, this is the stat that really in that fourth quarter, De'Aaron Fox, their best player did not score. Hello. This is fourth quarter Fox. He's, he's, he's the closer. He's the clutch performer of the year, and he did not score in the fourth quarter. How about that? Hey, was the vibe like there in the fourth quarter when you know they normally are able to close at home? But could you feel the nervousness? Yes, of this veteran team. Yeah, and, you know, some anxiety in that building. Yeah, Warriors came in there. They're like, "Hey, we're the champs, and we know how to do this." 
and we're going to show you championship basketball. And you and you saw that at times. Draymond Green, 21 points. That's the most points he's had in over three years. And he just took over, and they booed him horribly every time he touched the ball. But by the finish, there was that nervous feeling. I mean, by, by Golden One Center Sanders, it was relatively quiet at the end. Draymond's first 20 point game since Christmas. Of yeah. 2019. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Well, one of the heroes, of course, Steph Curry, his thoughts on doing what they're doing at that age with the veterans, with Clay and Draymond, and of course, Steph carrying the Try to <clears throat> allow this, this journey to continue um, and not taking it for granted at all because, you know, we're doing something that is, is very unique and is, uh, you know, something that that could change at any point for us to to be, you know, in a position that we're still out there, still, you know, creating results. Like it's it's, it's really dope um, to think back of how it started and where we're at and, and how how far we can take this. I'd love to be that cool, just like yeah. one day. He started off as the baby face assassin, and now he's got a little little some here, himself some here. But uh, he is. Uh, he is amazing. And one thing that some people are starting to talk about is the inside presence of Kavon Looney. 22 rebounds in a playoff game. Wow. I mean, that guy, he was he was just a force. In fact, he had seven offensive rebounds. So that's that's seven more second chance points attempts. So yeah, you, you never think of him being in the same sentence as Wilt Chamberlain and Nick right. Herman. I mean, come on. And he plays, and he plays in all of the games. He doesn't miss a game. He's an Iron Man, and I can remember Dave. You remember too when he first came in the league. He couldn't stay healthy. He was injury prone all the time. But he credits taking care of his body. He does. He's an avid yogi, so he's got a little yoga mat nearby, and he's he has just been solid. Changed his diet. Eats a lot of fish. Good for him. Close him out in Game Six. Yeah, yeah. You think it's Game over? six, which will, by the way, will be a Friday five o'clock start. Five o'clock. We're, 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 we are we are strongly urged by Raymond Ritter, who was the director of communications for that team, to to urge everybody to be there. If you're going to the game, be there on time at five o'clock. That's when they jump it up. It's all for TV because they want the Warriors on in prime time, which is back east, which will be eight o'clock Eastern, but. Five o'clock, a, a a chance for the Warriors to close it out. But Dave, you know, closeout game, that's tough to pull off. Absolutely, they always say the hardest win is the last one, right? To close out yep. the series. Yep. Hey, one more thing for fun because you're athletic. You've been through a lot, experienced some aches and pains, but also you're a high level dancer. So <laughs> we saw. Vernon oh my Grant. gosh! I mean, come on now. Where where did you get that from? Now this is your the morning show. So yeah. That's, I know that's Gianna the morning crew dance. trying it. Yeah, she's got some moves. Former Miss uh, San Diego County, but uh, and there I am. And, you. and this woman right next to me, uh, Tara, she's a former Warrior girl, and so she started this dance studio in Novato called Love to Dance. And she was encouraging me to go out and dance with her her students, <laughs> and then they, they taught me a little routine, and then bam, <laughs> we were on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got a little swag to you. I mean, you're not just you know robotically doing that. You're into well, that. Well, she was she she was like, hey, have have some attitude, you know, <laughs> when, when, you, when you're going for it. So I I tr I tried to sell it, Dave. Oh, Old man, man like me. How, how long did it take to learn that? 
10 minutes. Really? 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, I mean, but, but, but I mean, we went, we went through this over and over and over and over again. So if you, if you had seen the first few takes, it didn't work out so well. So uh, you saw the best take right there. Yes. That's the one that aired. I feel guilty only having you on like after you had the title, like, you know, you weren't good enough before as the part, <laughs> but no, we'll do this again. And I really appreciate it. this is an awesome visit, man. I'm uh, fired up for you. I, I've known you for you know three decades and to finally, you know, get to that, uh, that coveted title, as we see, you know, on the ticker, it's super awesome and, and well-deserved. Yeah. All my life, all my life, I've wanted that title that you see at the bottom of the screen. And uh, I, I'd never been one at any level at, at, at any market. I was always the, I was always the sidekick or the weekend guy. Or and and these last almost couple of years, I've been the interim guy. And so to to lose that interim and have and have that, it just um, it's everything's the same. I mean, nothing nothing changes in our workflow. We all have our roles, and that's why the system works in the sports department at KPIX. But um, I just it just a little bit it just kind of feels different. The only thing I can equate it to is if you're the let's say you're the like the acting chef of a restaurant, you're working with the sous chefs and everybody kind of like does their thing, and then all of a sudden, like you're the chef. And and, and so all you're thinking about is is there enough oregano in that meal? Did we did we order the flour? Does it so it, it just 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 little things that you think of and you and uh I mean you 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 work hard enough as it is, but I just feel like it I, I feel like it's just different. Like I've like I've turned it up just 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 a little bit, if that's even if that's even possible. Well, here's what I wanted to ask you: is uh, I had Johnny Dosco on the new A's announcer, and he did the minors for 30 years. Yeah, and there's and there's a player for Pittsburgh. I think he did 13 years in the minors, made his debut yesterday. Mm. And not that you're in the minors because you were always in the big market, but to get your shot, you waited a long time. Do you feel right. like you appreciate it so much more than if you got this gig when you were 30? I really do. I appreciate I, I appreciate the grind of the early years, starting off in Richmond, Virginia at uh, WXEX is now WRIC now and just uh, kind of kind of learning the business, learning the trade, being in a small enough market where you could make a mistake and learn from it without hurting your credibility. And uh, and so I, I, I really appreciate those days. I appreciate everybody I worked with, learned from. And uh, even going on to Baltimore, a little bit bigger, bigger of a market. And I thought I was going to be in Baltimore for for a long time. And then San Francisco came into my life. So I I, I, I don't take it for granted uh, that that is for sure. But uh, I'm I'm lucky enough where I knew in the 10th grade that this is what I wanted to do. And once I figured that out, by the time I got to University of Virginia, I knew, hey, major in broadcast journalism. I didn't want to be a didn't want to be a doctor. I didn't want to be a lawyer. I didn't want to be a finance guy, like like everybody living around me. But uh, I, I just wanted to be a, a a local TV guy covering sports, which was which was my passion, and that's why I've never worked a day in my life. Uh, you crush it on a nightly basis. KPIX also game day on Sunday. The right. great Vernon <laughs> Glenn. I appreciate you. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it. This was fun. Let's do this again. Well-deserved after a long wait. KPIX Sports Director Vernon Glenn. Check out the video edition of this podcast. You can see Mr. Involvement in Action along with Warrior Highlights. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your podcast. Your subscriptions, the positive comments, the five-star reviews are huge. 
certainly helps out a lot. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. <laughs>